0: Now listening to Chris Spiracy, Chris X Matt, question everything, break the matrix, we are the ones, they fear, if we don't make the change, it's never gonna change,
1: Chris Spiracy,
0: yes sir good brothers and sisters, Welcome to another episode of the wonderful chris I am your host, the one and only Chris X Matt. There's many Chris'es out there, but there's only one Chris X Matt, and that is me. That is I. This is the only podcast where we continue to break the matrix and the illusion that we live in. And with that being said, shout out to Brother Berg. I had an amazing episode 33 in my opinion, I don't really give a fuck if listeners like my episodes or <laughs> not. I really don't. If I like my episode, I'm putting it out. And whoever else likes it, it's, just, it's better. It's, it's, it's a good thing. But if you don't like it, you don't like it. I don't care. I'm not, I am not. don't do my pod for you guys. I do this for me. And if you guys happen to enjoy it, thank you. For real. So I would highly recommend you guys to go listen to episode 33 featuring Brother Berg the number thirty three it was my thirty third episode it was March third I dropped the episode at three thirty p m and there's a hundred it's uh, on March third there we have three hundred and three days left of the year i didn't plan that out guys i didn't <laughs> i mean last minute I realized oh shit my thirty third episode is landing on three three that when I realized that I had to, you know, whip up something special and find someone special to come on the pod and just and just talk n- numbers and the number 33 and the significant significance of it. And, you know, Brother Berg, I was trying to get him on for a minute already. We were, I was talking to him. He was supposed to be on probably within like 10 episodes ago, maybe even more. But we've always just never found the right time. And. I, I pitched him this idea that I really wanted him to be on my 33rd episode, and he came through for me. So shout out to you, brother Berg. You're amazing. I love your spirit. I love the energy you brought to the podcast, and you killed it. You really killed it. I know you hit me up asking, you know, how what people thought about it and all that shit. And I like I tell my guests, like I, I know sometimes when guests do my show, it's the first time that they do a podcast, so I can understand that you want to kind of, oh, how how do how do I sound? Are people being responsive to it? Before they themselves promote it. So I get that. But like I said earlier, I don't care about pleasing my my listeners. Like, yes, I try to make the experience more fun for my listeners. I know that I have listeners and I have people that are that are pushing play on my podcast. So I try to deliver the best uh content I, I could. But at the same time, I do it for me. I wanted to talk to Brother Berg, I wanted to know more about Jamatria and 33 and and all the little fun facts he was bringing up—the Kobe shit, um, the president shit, the Tiger Woods shit—all the, the, the synchronicities of the number thirty-three were amazing. That's like a fun fact to me. I love the number thirty-three. I like if you guys heard the episode. I am a 33 life path, and it's funny because I don't really like saying all that shit because they don't make me more better than someone else because I'm a 33 life path. but it does explain why I'm able to connect things quicker than the average person. It really explains why I'm always, I've always been a leader, I've always been um, more to myself, I've always been a um a powerful being. I know we're all powerful beings, but when I realized I was a 33 life path, I started looking back on my history. I mean, just my childhood, my adolescence, and I'm just like, yo, it makes perfect sense that I'm a 33. I've always been like, I don't give a fuck who likes me. I've I've always said, as long as I know that my mom loves me and she's there for me, that's all I care about. I don't care if the next person doesn't love me. I don't care if my neighbor don't love me. I don't care if friends don't love me. I don't care if no one else loves me. As long as I know that I have the love of my mother, I'm solid. Shout out to my mom. Another 33 LP. <laughs> like Brother Burke said, I'm a three-three-three 3 3 because I, I was birthed from a 3-3. Ha, 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 ha. Nah, but for real, it was, a, it was an interesting um, episode. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. If you haven't listened to it, please go listen to it. Um, I had a friend, actually, an old friend from high, from high school that as soon as he heard the episode, he hit, me, he hit me up and was like, yo, what's up with this number shit? With this 33 shit? And that and honestly, that's why I do my pod. So this type of content can come across the years, the the, the common years that are not used to this type of rhetoric or conversation topics or whatever. Now, earlier when I started conspiracy, sure, I was more set in stone on 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 beliefs. I was more set in stone on theories. I was more set in stone on people have to believe this like this is true now. I've gotten to the point where this is all entertainment to me. It's all open to discuss. It's all open to believe what you want to believe. And everyone lives their own truth. And everyone's into different things and different theories and trying to investigate them and trying to go super down the rabbit hole. I'm all for that. Do you guys? And let me find. Let me know what you guys come across because I really want to know, but I don't care to look into it. I don't care to look into it that deep, but if, if you have inf- interesting information, let's talk about it. I'm open I'm open for discussion. So I do this podcast for the people that are not used to this type of conversation. And usually I mean, obviously, people I've grown up with, family, family members, just people that have been in my life, you know, they're gonna tune into my podcast because one, people are nosy. So they're gonna be like once they find out I do a podcast, they want to they're gonna wanna ask, yo, what can we listen to a podcast about? What's the podcast about? And Usually it's different from what they listen to. So I like that. I like that my friend hit me up and was like wanted to know more about numerology and numbers and gematria. So I, we sent them over to GG33, the best source, I believe, in my opinion, for numbers and numerology and astrology. Um, they're always ahead of the curve. Since I've come across them, I see now why, how their content is being stolen. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't other astrologers out there, numerologists out there that, well, maybe I am going to say that. But there's not many of those out there that are um, that are um, original or true to themselves. And the reason I gravitate towards GG33 is because it was more, it was like a masculine spirituality type of feel. It wasn't just about, you know, because usually astrology and numbers and all that has a, has a connotation of being feminine and uh, just only girls are into it and it's a female thing. But when I came across GG33 and Gary, the numbers guy himself, um, it kind of, it converted me over to the astrology and the numerology because he was making a lot of sense and he was putting it together so, so well. And he has the, the evidence and the proof. Now, Gary's a whole different story. You know, people can have their opinions about Gary, the numbers guy, that's fine. Um, but I give credit to where it's due and Gary is my introduction to numerology, to astrology, um, to Gematria, even though he's against it, but uh the reason i know about numbers and stuff is because of gg33 so i'm all for them and um i really um love their content and there's a big it's a huge community probably have over 800 students um and the community on twitter itself is amazing um i had i've had two students on my podcast from the gg3 gg33 community i had foul lazo on here you guys should go listen to her episode that one was called um are the sims And she breaks down astrology, she breaks down, we talk simulation, we talk um, numbers, birth charts, um, degrees in astrology, conjunctions. It was an amazing conversation. And I also had his other student, um, uh, Metal Rooster, he changed his his Twitter name to like Numbers Mechanic, but originally known as, formerly known as um, Metal Rooster 8, I had him on probably like the 10th episode, I believe, and uh, that was a numerology episode we talked about numbers and gg33 in the community and all that shit and both of those people have uh been upgraded to a gold standard by gary himself so that's dope that's just you know just just more 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 33 imprint imprinted energy on them that's why it helps but yo gary gary i need gary on conspiracy. um I, i i yo i know you see my account gary I know you see my account. I know I know when, when my actually get retweeted, it come across your account sometimes. I just know it do. Your students have been on my shit. I know you seen my account. I know you do. And you don't get too many ads and all that shit. So I know you see when I add you, Gary. But I respect that you won't do my shit because I'm a small podcast. I don't get mad about that shit, but I'm going to just keep taking my shot. You can keep saying no. You can keep ignoring me. That's fine. One day, you're going to say yeah. Or maybe one day, I'll come across your attention even in, in, in a... I come, I'll come across your attention more, and eventually you'll reach out to me, and eventually I might not be interested, who knows, <laughs> nah, I don't, I'm not, I don't be holding that shit petty like that, like, shout out to Gary, man, for real, shout out to Gary, amazing mind, that will be handicapping all the fucking sports, I swear, and, um, yeah, so I'm all, I'm all about the numbers, I had an amazing uh, episode 33, I really suggest you guys to go listen to that, shout out to Brother Berg once again, um, it was his first podcast, and hopefully, I we get we get to hear him on many more. And speaking of podcasts, podcasts, and doing first podcasts, shout out to the Realize uh, Podcast. I believe I'm saying it right. Let me look. Let me look real quick again. Um 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 um. um, um. I don't want to butcher this shit, you know. Yeah, Realize Radio is what the podcast is called. And this is a new podcast with uh with three guests on it, three co-hosts on it, um Human Vibration, uh Murph and Rambo. Now I've had the pleasure of having Human Vibration and Murph on conspiracy So you guys should really go look into those episodes. Human Vibration is the line of purples episode and Murph is the um everything is fake episode. Uh two of the top Two Of the t- two of the most played episodes on conspiracy, so shout, shout out to you guys, shout out to Human Vibration specifically for putting me into a new light, putting me into conspiracy world as well as Murph, shout out to TT90 and shout out to Brother Berg. But this new podcast, Realize Radio, um, yeah, if you want more uh, matrix breaking podcasts, more mind bending, shit, tap in to um, um, Realize Radio and shout out to y'all. Yeah, I want to clarify this because I said, um, I did say. Uh, Oz, first of all, shout out to Cujo, shout out to 86 Cujo, Uh, that's the Purple Skies episode um, guest, but uh, I recently did a a stream with him for 33 minutes, and I'm going to actually put that on my, I I believe it's on my YouTube, go on the Overly Bun TV YouTube, and I believe the conversation with me and Cujo is on there, I believe I reposted it on there, Um, but I'll make it, I'll I'll retweet it or something, I'll put it out again, Um, so I did that conversation with him, and I mean, in that stream, I was saying Oz, but his name is, it's pronounced Eyes, so I apologize, bro, um, it's Eyes, so Eyes is providing the music to the Real Eyes radio podcast, and, um, it's dope, man, it's dope to be, um, uh, networking like this on, on Twitter with, with accounts and communities, and, um, I just play my role, I play, I stay on my, I stay in my lane, I do me, I do Chris X Matt, um, you, you know, you guys can go listen to Real Lives Radio if you guys want more detailed or if you guys want people that sound really s- smarter, more sophisticated, more intellectual. That's who you guys should be, go, be, be going to go listen to. But here in Chris Percy, we can either keep it ratchet, we can keep it classy, we can keep it intelligent, we can keep it um, dumbed down. We, we, whatever, whatever I'm in the mood for, I'm giving y'all that week, Okay. I'm, I'm not boxing myself in, guys. I'm not boxing this podcast in, even though it is a quote-unquote conspiracy podcast. But just watch what I do. Just watch what I do. Stay tuned. Stay tuned because we're going to keep going up. We're going to keep going up. But, yeah, shout-out to my boy, um, Eyes. Uh, he's a real one. He's always trying. connecting me with people, with guests, always recommending guests to come on the show. Uh, he uh, he just hit me up yesterday about some dinosaur dude. I think his name is John L. John something. I'm I'm holding look real quick. And his name is um John Laban, I believe his name is John Laban, and this guy basically is t- talking about um the theory of the, the theory of dinosaurs basically how dinosaurs are fake. Now, that's a theory that I've come across to, uh, you know, months ago that I kind of, you know, investigated a little bit towards. And it makes sense. A lot of the fossils that are in museums are man-made fossils. Um, Just certain things like how do T-Rexes mate? And, like, there's certain things about the dinosaur aspect that's funny to me. The fact that that they're uh, marketed to little kids, like, right from the gate. Like, the two things... Like right out the gate, that are marketed to little kids is space and dinosaurs. Um, so I've always had a like a iffy thing about dinosaurs. But again, I don't know. You know, I don't. I'm, I didn't live millions of years ago. If they did exist that long ago, I don't know. But it's 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 easy to make up that story, right? And um, it's easy to put up museums and make up things and the illusion, right? It's easy to make up the illusion and the psyop up to convince people that dinosaurs were real. So. I recommended this guest, and um, I reached out because I want to have that conversation about dinosaurs. And again, it's just something different that I haven't spoke with you guys about. We're gonna run this shit up. I probably giving too many gems to be honest. On, on, you know, but I don't give a fuck. I'm like I said in the beginning of the intro. I'm Chris X Matt. There's many Chris's out there, but it's only one Chris X Matt, and that is me. That is I. And I know I'm different. I know um, I'm just different. I'm different, but I know I hold. I know I can merge and blend. Two demographics together. I can bridge. A, I can build a bridge between two worlds, and 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 I'm I'm realizing that's kind of my mission now. I'm realizing that honestly is just to yeah, basically bridge two worlds together. I want to bridge my old the the my the interests that I'm into that don't get me in trouble, right? Which would be like music, films. Um, uh, like potting, you know, certain certain things that don't get me in trouble, and I'm learning to kind of mesh it with this truth seeking sense. Because you know, shit, if conspiracy get big enough, I, I know I can get censored, right? Um, Spotify took me off already, and that was wild because I don't I don't I don't believe I was getting that much traction yet. Uh, traction, yes, of course, but ex- excessive amounts of traction, no, I don't do not believe that. So to be taken down from Spotify that quick, probably within the first month of potting of conspiracy, I got taken down. That was wild to me because I wasn't expecting that, um, and it happened like right after, like right after the I think the everything is fake episode or the human vibration episode. And it is what it is, you know. Um, Maybe a Spotify. I know a lot. I know a lot of people get banned off Spotify, but they're able to have it everywhere else, like Apple, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, uh, audio player. I mean, audio Mac, um, iHeartRadio. So there's many places, there's many platforms you can have it on. But I don't know what's up with Spotify. I don't know what type of AI they use that that can detect the words and the audio. I don't know, but they on it and they killing that shit. But yeah, it's, you know if censorship starts getting worse, Chris Percy could go down. So I have to. I'm learning to stay in the middle. Still, I'm still I'm still figuring it out, guys. I'm still figuring it out. But like I said, just stay tuned and watch what I do with uh, Chris Percy and watch what I do in this pod space too. Watch what I do in this pod space. Cause yeah, anyone can have a fucking podcast. Start your podcast, bro, sis. Start your podcast. Do you do your thing? Do your thing. Start your podcast. Now, the hard part is for a lot of people is being consistent. A lot of people can start podcasts and they don't have a either they don't have a weekly thing or a two week two times a week thing or a monthly. It's kind of just more like whenever we have an episode, we have an episode. That to me is not keeping the interest of the listener or keeping the or, you're not really building a following like that if you're randomly putting out episodes you're also not catching a following if you're constantly having guests I'm aware of this okay I'm aware of this I knew I knew that me incorporating guests into the into conspiracy at this rate was going to um help me out build my platform but at the same time I'm not banking on the, um the people I mean hopefully the people that come because of the guests stay because they like me. But I know that five times out of ten, they're only listening to the episode because their guest was on it. they you know, if someone they follow is on it. For example, let's say human vibration. You know, a lot of people that listen to that episode was because they're fans of human vibration. And at that time, it was only the second podcast that she had done. So I can understand that people want that, you know, they're feeding, they're they're wanting, they're anticipating a human vibration um dialogue or conversation or whatever. Now, maybe five, five out of those ten people stayed and listened to Chris Percy every week. Started listening to Chris Percy every week. Maybe they started following me on social media. You know, but at the same time, I know that a lot of people are not going to stay because they're only here for the guests. So I know that if you're, de- if you're growing a podcast and you're being dependent of guests, good luck. Because people are being invested because of your guests, not because of you. That's why I'm um, overly blunt. Podcast on my first podcast, I did. I was the only host. I did it, and it was guest based too. I had a guest every week. It wasn't until one week I was like, "I'm just gonna do a solo. Fuck it! Like I want to just talk. I don't mind talking." And people liked it. It was to my surprise the fr- the very first time I ever put out audio with no guest, just me by myself was probably the episode on Overly Blunt Pod where I talk about barbers, you know, right, where I got a fucked up haircut. And people liked it. People liked it and were like, yo, Chris, we want to hear more of you. We want to hear more of that. And I was kind of like, oh, shit, like that's dope. That's tight. Yo, I I mean, I can make that happen. And eventually, Chris Percy kind of just came to an end. And then when I started the second season, I knew that I didn't want it to be super guest-based. So, I said, let me find me some co-host. And that's what I did. I found me uh, my friend Jasmine and the homie Renee. Um I found me an 11 LP and a 22 LP and myself a 33 LP. I didn't plan that, guys. That was just, again, the universe doing the universe. I was, that was just the universe doing, it, doing its thing, okay? Very interesting to me once I... Find out about numerology, and I realized that. But at the time, right, I find two co-hosts. The way they even came about, I was already thinking I wanted, I need a co-host, I need a co-host. Um, I had gone back to school for a semester. Boom, I meet um, Renee. I've had him on the show too. Reneezy, he's my co-host on Overly Blunt. I met him at school on, in radio class. Um, I only did, only went back to school for one semester, and I was able to bring Renee back to the Overly Blunt pod and we started building off of that, and now, you know, Renee does my, my intro song for Conspiracy is produced by Renee. he chopped it up, he did all that stuff, and, um, so that was, so I found him, so when I had him, when I had Renee, I'm like, all right, cool, we need a third person, I didn't want it to be another male, I wanted it to be a female to to balance out, you know, me and Renee, and to also bring a softer perspective, you know, a more emotional perspective to the, to the, to the pod, and, um, out of nowhere, it instantly clicked, and I was like, "Yo, Jasmine, I'ma hit her up. Let's set it up. Set it up, right?" She was all into it. Right there, like that, I formed my 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 uh my podcast. Just like that, you know. Did trailers for my for my pod. Um, started incorporating videos. Second season YouTube videos. I had I didn't you know I would chip I would chop up the clips and have IG content. It was it was way more interactive than conspiracy and the first season, the last season of Overly Blown, which is 2018, 2019, 2019. So, again, going back to the podcast, start your podcast, bro, sis, start your podcast, but know that it's, you really have to want to do this shit and stop being nervous, stop being shy, talk, be real, talk from your heart, don't overthink it, speak your truth, it's your podcast, who cares if someone doesn't want to listen to it? I think we get so caught up in like, mm, what are people going to think? Are they going to count? And who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? The only thing that's bad about getting canceled is that if you have a platform, I can understand you make your, your livelihood out of that. If you get money out of that, you got income out of that. I can understand that you might want to protect your platform 100%. But it's 2021, guys. We can find many ways to still stay in the loop. And like, you know, right now everyone's going to Patreon and shit, doing paid subscription. But that's one way to do it. There's so many ways to 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 fight against the censorship, right? But why should we be fighting the censorship, you know, to be honest? But, you know, going back to the podcast, if you're starting a podcast and you're doing it with by yourself, kudos to you because it's not easy to do uh to talk for an hour by yourself. It's not. It's not not too many people can do that shit. Not too many people can make it interesting. Not too many people know like can can just keep talking and have no adult time. They have no empty space in here. You know, I know that I do this shit, y'all. Like I really do this shit. I, I love talking. I love podcasting. I love listening to pods. I love the, um, the, like the marketing aspect of pods. I love what goes behind the scenes of pod. I love, you know, having to have a nice set to, for, for the camera. Like it's so, I love media. I love media. And, Soon enough, we're going up. You know, soon enough, conspiracy will will be uh, a representation of of that of that that media shit that I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, so coming into conspiracy, right? I knew I I finally said fuck because even during overly blunt season two, many people were telling me, "Yo, Chris, we want to hear the episode that I did do." Actually, no, I didn't do I didn't do any solo episodes season two, but. Every time I would because, you know, I had my co-host and then we started incorporating guests here and there. But when I had my co-host, it was it was it was cool because we would have conversations amongst us three. So it was easy to just, you know, be all over the place. But people started telling me, Chris, we want to hear more of you not, not so much of your guests, because I was also trying to step back a little bit and let them get their shine on. I wanted them to talk and give their opinions and their points, point of views so then I can come and combat it or maybe they can combat what I'm saying just to give it more dialogue and be more, the, experience, the podcast experience be better for the listeners, right? It didn't really work out like that. The chemistry, the chemi- like we're all good friends still, but at the time, you know, the homegirl wasn't ready to start potting yet. You know, she agreed to it, but maybe she wasn't ready for it. It shit just wasn't working out um, the way I thought it was going to be, which is fine. But when people were telling me, Chris, you need your own pot. Chris, do your own pot. I was. I said, okay, I took it into consideration. And then I started planning. I ended season two when the pandemic started. Um, the last episode was called "The A True New Year featuring Pachamamas, a holistic um, herbalist. Um, from Pomona here in, the, in uh, close by. So even like the last episode I did, the last few episodes of the pod were becoming more conspiracy based podcasts. We're com- we're becoming more truth based podcasts. And then when I ended that shit, once Corona started, because I, I had I had a, I had an interview still booked for the next two months, but obviously Corona hit. No one was trying to you know go to people's houses in the beginning. So I decided just I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna end this shit. We'll see what happens. I was going to go straight to YouTube and start dropping content on YouTube, YouTube videos of just like 10, 15 minute videos. I mean, yeah, videos of me explaining like theories or shit that's going on in the news and mainstream media, politics, whatever. Right. When I did care about that more than I do now. And then eventually I had my my mushroom trip. And when I had my mushroom trip, I got more inspired. and, And I and I told myself, like, you have to come back doing what you love to do, and that's potting, like talking. You have to come back to do it. And I had ended Overly bun Season 2. I still didn't have the idea of conspiracy um, at all. I didn't even have the name or nothing. I just knew that I wanted to step into this truther community type, conspiracy community content. I knew because I was listening to a lot of Full Hat. I was listening to a lot of No Mercy podcasts. I was listening to a lot of Sight to the Blind. I was listening to the, uh, the conspiracy guys. I was listening to... um uh, what's his name uh, The adjunct uh, the, uh, There's some, a, lot, a lot of podcasts I mean Freeman Fly I was listening to Freeman Fly Obviously Alex Jones too To an extent uh, Never been a Rogan fan So I was listening already To a lot of um, Conspiracy podcasts The Mastermind Discussion podcast uh, Rogue Ways podcast There's a lot of podcasts Out here right That I was tapping into At one point Um and I was inspired. Like I want, I want to get in. I want to get in on this conspiracy podcast because it was, you know, all the new information, and you, like, you don't know what to do with it. You don't know who to. S- you want to tell everyone, but no one wants to really hear it. So my method of putting it out was on podcasting. Like I'm gonna just record this shit, put it out. You want to push play, push play. Cool. Say less. That's it. And then when I was on that mushroom trip, I was like, you know what? I do got to come back. I'm gonna come back. And towards the end of the trip. I just started planning out, like, what am I going to go? Like, I, you feel so inspired when you're coming down off that, you know, off that mushroom trip. And I'm like, what am I going to do? How am I going to go about this? Um, do I want to start a new pod? Or, because I didn't want, I felt iffy starting a, a whole new podcast while I still have my overly blunt podcast. So I was kind of like, I don't want to start a new pod. Do I just want to bring people to my YouTube to keep building up my YouTube and leave the audio alone for a little bit? Because, you know, podcasts are, to me, an hour, a podcast is an hour plus in my eyes. Anything less than an hour, is still a podcast, but. I need to see an hour or more for in my head to process as oh this is a podcast. They're sitting down for a long time, so I didn't. I knew that not everyone wants to listen to podcasts. Not everyone has. To, first of all, a lot of people aren't into it. Um, second of all, they're long, so I can understand that uh, you know our attention span is not many there. Like that, are people are trying to are listen to podcasts all the I'm time, so I get that. So I was trying though. to figure out. Mm, um, um, let me attack YouTube only. So uh, let's build off YouTube. Just, Damn, and then I lost my fucking train of thought. Like a doing week later, ago, I was doing fucking good. And I'm not high too. I kind of was actually. Part. I'm. I, still lost my <laughs> I train of fucked up thought. the story, guys, because damn, what was I saying? I did have the, the name Chris Pierce already. What Bruce was I saying? I know what I'm saying. I'm not. Saying? not. I'm, I'm not. I'm, we're on track. We're on track. I'm sorry. We're on track. We're on track. Um, so then after you know we we came back from our trip after my we went to Big Bear to go trip and after we came you know home everything we're back to our lives um, that same week. Um I walked into work, whatever, you know, they're like, Oh, what you got for us today, conspiracy? And i my, my coworker called me conspiracy. And because at the time, is when the whole pandemic had started, and I was, I was I was super on cue, super on the conspiracy. So I'm like trying to tell them, like, yo, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at that. And uh, so they were like, What do you got for us today, conspiracy? Obviously taunting me, but at the same time, but I but at the same time I was never that person that would just go to work and be like, yo, you're not gonna believe what the fuck happened. Nah. People started asking me questions because they knew that I, I was into this stuff. So today, that, that one day they were like, "What do you got first today, conspiracy?" And I instantly clicked, and I was like, "Yo, that's the name of the show." But it wasn't a podcast yet. I was still like, you know, I'm just that's a YouTube show. Cool, say less. And in the process of that, I started thinking, I don't want to be on camera though. Like really, do talking about this stuff. I want to keep it more just audio based and not distract people. Because I want people to listen to what I'm saying. I don't want you to be worried about what I'm wearing that day, how the faces I'm making, um, what's in the background, the the setting that I'm that I'm in. Um, I, I don't I don't want that as the, all those distractions. So the only distraction I'm with, I gave you guys was a cover, right? But before we get to the cover, so eventually I'm like thinking, nah, I do want to come back and start podcasting. Like I really do. Um, and that's when I decided. I'm going to do, do Chris Perci a pod. I'm going to do Chris Perci a pod, and I'm going to do a solo. People have been asking for a solo thing. I'm going to do Chris Perci solo. And Chris Perci initially was not going to have no guests, no co- I mean, was, I don't have a co-host still, but that was, a, that was the idea from the jump. No co-host. It was going to be me, Chris X Matt. But I wasn't even going to incorporate guests. Like, eventually the guests were going to be sprinkled in here. Like, honestly, I should only have five guests appear on Chris Perci right now. There should, there should have only been five guests on this show right now. But I started having fun with the guests. I started so initially, like initially going back to the, like, like starting a podcast, right? So initially, when I started the pod, when I started Chris Pierce, and I and I came to the con- the conclusion that I wasn't gonna do a solo. In my head, I'm thinking, all right, I could do this shit. I'm gonna do a solo. I'm gonna run a solo, and um, and it's just gonna be me, my opinions, my thoughts only. I'm gonna interpret. The things that I come across in my own way. I'm gonna break it down my own way. I don't care about um um always having everything punctual and my grammar right and my my you know my ebonics and my colloquialism correct. I don't care about all that. like I don't care about none of that shit. So I was like, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start doing my thing. And I started conspiracy, right? First probably the seven episodes were no guests. No guests, just me by myself. Uh first episode. Uh, conspiracy or truth, people loved it. I got a good I got probably over a hundred plays first episode the first day I dropped. I wasn't mad about that. I wasn't mad about that at all and um yeah, then I got my then we worked on the cover, and my boy Adela Graham just came up with the cover and it was amazing. but look and the, well, basically, my whole point is I said all that to basically say if you're gonna start a pod, bro or sis. Do your thing. Be consistent. Don't um, don't feel discouraged if it's not getting the reception you wanted to, want to get. Don't get discouraged if the listens aren't crazy, you know, up. Because I'm going to tell you all this. I'm going to tell you this. When I first started my first podcast, I was happy with 10 listens, right? 10 listens because who the fuck is Chris X, man? Who the fuck is this killer just starting a podcast? I get it. I get it, you know? You have to figure it out, and, and, and start making it dope, I know how to make shit dope, that, that's not an issue for me, I know, I know what I'm, I just know the game, y'all, like, I know the way what attracts people, what looks dope, what looks fire, and a lot of people in this truth or community are into corny shit, to be honest, like, I be seeing a lot of shit that gets retweeted, the pictures, and it's like, y'all, like, it's just corny shit, like, to be honest, like, I, I don't know how else to put it, um, like, um, like what other what other podcast you know, has a hip hop intro song, right? A hip hop beat to it. What other um conspiracy or truth or pod, you know, um it's you know it's, it's I just pay attention to everything. It has a has a cover like mine. What other pod has a cover like mine? I'll fucking wait. I'll wait forever for that one. I don't even know how the fuck I'm going to top conspiracy cover for next season if I do have another another season. <laughs> wink wink. But it's going to be hard to top that shit. That shit is fire, flame, fuegos. So yeah, we start a podcast and look at me now. Look at I, I drop a pod, I probably promote it once or something. My podcast, dude, to me, reaching a hundred listens on just SoundCloud because I don't, I don't really. I don't look into my numbers either. I'm not going over to Apple Podcasts and seeing what my my statistics are. I'm not going to Google Podcasts or iHeart. I'm not. I don't. I don't care. The only numbers I check and see are the ones on SoundCloud because that's my my that's my podcast host. That's where I upload my podcast from. That's the only. That's the only place I see them from. So I don't even count my YouTube plays. I don't count my Apple plays. I don't know what each episode really does have. But on SoundCloud, if it reaches a hundred plays, to me, that's amazing because I see my growth and list. I've seen the growth in my listens. I've seen it go up I've seen the number go up. I've seen the interaction I've seen my followers go up. I've seen people um you know um reply to me off something they off something they hear off the episode off something that I said like i yo thank you guys like for real if you're listening to this right now, if you listen to conspiracy, thank you so much because it shit ain't nothing without you guys It shit ain't nothing without the guests and I realized that I realized when I had the first two guests and I saw the 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 thing and I know that I know that me having guests every week is Bringing more eyes my direction, so you have to just know how to market yourself. You have to know what you want out of this podcast shit, and just be consistent and do that. Run that shit up. Like we're thirty five minutes into this shit, and I'm talking about fucking podcasts on a podcast. I ain't talking no conspiracy shit, y'all. I ain't talking no conspiracy shit. But again, go listen to Realize Radio, and we're about to get the show fucking started. Thirty minutes in, forty, thirty five minutes in, we about to get this shit started. Hey yo, um, hey yo, um. Damn, we 35 minutes into this shit, man. I gotta get this shit started right now. Huh? Yeah. Hey, shout out Z-Rock the Menace. I need you on conspiracy, bro. For the one time. For the one time, bro. Let's make it happen. Like y'all, listen, listen, listen.
1: I need some comfort, I'm lonely, through the night I took Way more than an eighth. the average man would be displaced Probably end up on a rooftop, don't get me wrong huh? This shit hella strong, only meant for God body i huh? leg, leg, arm, head, I keep my locks, not deep. Can't keep my knots locked down, something like Rastafari I run up. I'm always in your realm, why? When I get stuck, when I can keep floating Keep the balance, that's why I rotate in Got him coach, I'm a prodigy born to win. Addicted to these dope lines, think I need to re-up. I'm pushing all this cocaine all through your speakers. Big cheaper with the reaper. Past the peace pipe. Uh, I've been running through these streets since a knee high. Uh, I have revelations all the time. That's how I realize that all my times are divine. Like a dog for a blind guy. I'm seeing eye floating by. That's the vibe, you know. I ride the wave. Nine times drop the Lucy, it's a Saturday. As LSD for you, goofies got no time to waste. Ah. I never owned a way.
0: Hey, I'll talk to them, D Rock.
1: Anyway, I got a crystal glock Shoot a bad vibe in the space. Ain't no lacking over here. That's a flag on the play. Listen to the ethers. You can tell the future. I ain't playing. Nick a to game. Make the sucker disappear. I'm a wizard, witch doctor. Make the rain. Fuck about what you hear. I'm a renegade. Start a revolution with some sage and the 12 gauge. Everything I do was not the love. You can't hate me drinking all this water. Got me drowning all these maybes
0: Ain't no question, ain't no doubt about it I'ma make it uh, I'ma make it. I'm backjacked jack with backpacks full of. Yes, sir D-Rock the motherfucking menace, man That's how we do it here on Conspiracy That's what I mean, I'm about to really start turning up on you guys I swear I'm about to start turning up for real, for real For real, for real Like for real, for real Um but I need D-Rock on my pod, yo. I really been trying to get D-Rock on my pod. I, I, I'm, I fuck with the spiritual rap. I'm with the spiritual rap, man. I want to, hear like, that shit right there that I just played is high-level thinking, bars, content, but on, like, hip hop flavor style beats, and I, I love that shit. If you can still keep the music, how I really enjoy listening to it, but change the substance and content to more awakening-type shit, I'm all for that. I love that shit. So shout-out to D-Rock. Shout out to Ricardo Rich, um, another amazing artist. But let's really get the fuck into this episode today, man. I just got done watching the um, Alex Jones on the Flagrant Two podcast, and it was hilarious. I sp- tapped in specifically because I know Alex Jones. He, whatever you want to call him a shill, you want to call him a uh, an op, um, whatever you you want to say he's he's working for them. I don't. Whatever you know, he is a funny, charismatic dude. Um, he is born on the eleventh, so it makes total sense that he is the way he is. Um, eleven is a n- number of charisma and emotions. Yep. Um but I strictly push play because it's Alex Jones, so it's always gonna be funny and funny. But he was on the Flagrant Tooth podcast and I've been I've known about Andrew Schultz for a long time already. He's an up and coming comedian. I mean, not really up and coming no more. I had his already he had his Netflix a Netflix special and it just, it's, it's a cool, um, he's a cool dude. Uh, I don't really listen to their podcast like that. Um, the only reason I know about Andrew Schultz is because he used to work with Charlemagne the God. If you guys are familiar with Charlemagne the God, then you know who that is. And he has a podcast with him. But he does a flagrant tooth w- with, um, Akash Singh. And, um, initially it started off as a sport podcast and it kind of drifted off away from that. And now it's just a, like a comedy type entertainment podcast. So they had Alex Jones on there and, um, the shit that I don't really like is when platforms have people spewing a certain rhetoric to make them look stupid on their platform, right? Or invite them to come on their platform to make them look stupid off what they're saying and preaching, whatever, right? So it's like, Alex, we don't believe shit you say, but guess what? Come on our pod because we know it's gonna be clicks. And I and I get that. I get that whole promote. I like I, like I was just saying, it brings different eyes to your pod. You know, Alex Jones has a huge following. It definitely brings people into into uh, different eyes onto flagrant twos. I'm not arguing that. What's funny to me is that you know Alex Jones is talking about the um the changes that are happening in the world, right? Talking, saying names and, st- and stuff like that. Now. Yeah, I'm at the point where everything is fake. These people don't exist. Like guess land. Like I, who knows, right? Who knows? But Alex, I do believe Alex. It's you know, it, it goes back to the whole thing where it's like hiding the truth in plain sight. It's like they needed Alex. Obviously, yeah. You can. I lean more towards the the Alex Jones is a is a it's a, a, a psyops, a shill, whatever. I lean more towards that as well because. There's no way they give this man the platform that they gave him to expose all this shit, right? But I think now we're at the point where they use Alex to get the truth out, but then they clown him on the show. So usually people, when they're done listening to the thing, it was like, yo, Alex Jones really crazy because the guests, the people, the podcast that he's doing, the people he's around have are kind of like joking about it, right? It's like they're joking and picking at it to where I, I feel like they're trying to make Alex Jones look stupid, and, yes, Alex, you can say Alex Jones has a lot of crazy shit and he gets himself into trouble. You can say all that. I get it, right? I know he does it to himself a lot of times. But, but that motherfucker really been on the pulse of shit for a long time. Um, so, it's just, it's just interesting to me, right? So, I'm watching the thing and, you know, he, they start talking about, you know, uh, he he's talking about the vaccine and how the mr the mrna and what to change the dna and shit like that and obviously akash singh fucking starts trying to be like the whole interview he looked like he did not he didn't want to do it i think he said that at the end too but he he looked like he didn't even want to he looked like he didn't even want to give his opinions to alex because it feels like alex would have still destroyed him right like akash was saying some shit like then talking about bill gates and akash was saying something amongst the lines of that um, he's with depopulation and killing the population, and, and we and you know we do need less people and da da da. And then Alex Jones is like, well, if you feel like that, shoot your head off right now. Do us a favor. <laughs> Yo, Akash got so he got so high he didn't know what to say. But it's like it's true. Like if you agree on depopulation, do us a favor and take yourself out, bro. Do us a, a service and take yourself out if you're a, if you're for the reduction of the population of the earth. Please do us that favor. And then he, you know, Akash was he started saying shit like, he was like, no, he goes, he goes, no, I'm already here. We're you know we're good. Like let's just let's let's let's, let's save everybody else that's coming. Let's let's control more more souls from coming into here. And then you know, Alex Jones is basically like, well, at one point you're not going to be important to them either. So. You, you know they're gonna want to depopulate you too, and you could tell like he just like everything like, and that's what I mean more. Alice Jones like, I feel like I'm getting to an Alex Jones hotep level. I'm I need some of that eleven energy, and I feel like that's what I'm that's what I'm I, I'm getting. Alex Jones and eleven life path, and so is hotep Jesus, and even during that interview, Alex Jones. He's joking with them about the conspiracies, even though he's still trying to tell the truth in there. It's like he's giving the medicine through the candy. And that's the type of level now that I'm trying to reach, that charismatic level where, um, yeah, I believe the shit that I believe. But who gives a fuck? Because we really, truly don't know. We don't know. And, and I saw, I'm seeing Alex get to that point. They asked him about the weather control shit. And um, he was like, I don't know, you know, like, they, they're controlling it. But, I, mean, I don't know if they do it every day, if they, you know, whatever. So I like that he's, not, he's be, staying more in the middle. And he's very careful with his wordings and how and he how, and how say things yes he's a joker yes he's, he's sarcastic that's 11 energy right there that's you know that's that's him but yeah i I enjoyed the interview I enjoyed the podcast I enjoyed the I enjoy the conversation uh Andrew, Andrew Schultz is smarter than um I thought and uh, that's someone else that I'm looking at right now and it's like hmm that's the fucking lane I needed to take. Where it's the... It's okay to know what you know. It's okay to be familiar with everything being an illusion. It's okay to know that these people don't give a fuck about... It's okay about all that. But shh. 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 Don't say nothing. Keep it to yourself. Turn the other way. Don't fuck up your bag. It ain't worth it for these people. Like, you know... That's the point. That's where it, it gets to. Where you thought you had... You realize the game... How the game is played... And you realize, okay, I have to play it this way if I do want to make some money and live this lifestyle, whatever, to an, a, certain, a certain type of fi- financial level, whatever. Alex Jones, they were asking him about um, um, pedophilia, about blackmailing blackballing, I mean, the, the high-level elitists, the Hollywood people, the actors. They asked him about Bohemian Grove, and, yeah, like, all the stuff that Alex is saying is, like, bro, you cap, like, you really an op. Like, you, they hired, you're part of they. You're part of the they and they use Alex Jones to push out like agendas and new inform- like new ways of thinking, new ideas. Like we're kind of making the reality for them. You know, they use people like Elon Musk, they use people like Alex Jones, they use people like Joe Rogan. They use people in these positions of power to set up their reality. And we're so invested to these people because they have been quote-unquote people persons. We have seen them grow to the top. We have seen them get to that certain level of fame and and money, that that, that certain level of riches and fame, that we don't even question that shit. But shout-out to Alex Jones. You know, he woke up a lot of people, was a big uh, reason why a lot of people started going to alternative media. Infowars is classic. So I don't take nothing from from Alex Jones, but just watching that interview, like I really enjoyed the humor. It was it was funny. It was super funny. Alex Jones got drunk. Um, They were talking about all that shit, and um, well, I'm actually going back to the the blackmailing shit, right? He ended up talking about that, and you know they they joke around about that, like why does it has to be kids? Or you really think about the? It was entertaining. I give him that, but I just don't like how. Like to me, I feel like there's an agenda behind it. Like, why did flagrant twos have Alex Jones on their pod? Yes, Alex was saying he's been a fan. He's a fan of him and all that shit. I, okay, It could possibly be, right? 100%. Obviously, even Akash and, and Andrew said that having Alex is going to bring us more, more money and eyes to our show. So, yeah, let's do it. Get the ratings up. I'm all for that. I'm all for also finding an opportunity to benefit off someone else the way they're benefiting off, benefiting off of you. I 100% agree with that. I just didn't agree with how... I just felt like it was an agenda. I felt like they had him on there to talk about the 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 conspiracies to make him look more crazy to make people sway against that. And um, who knows? Who knows what the plan is with Alex Jones? You know, they asked him about Bitcoin. He he said Bitcoin's controlled, and the most most likely is anything that goes mainstream, guys. If if the whole world knows about something, if you ask your grandma, grandma, you know what Bitcoin is? No, but you know, I've, I've been hearing about it. I, I heard it's like some digital. That's like that shit right there. That shit right there. If your grandparents or the older people in your family know about something that the younger people know, that's how you know that's the direction they're trying to move in. They're trying to they're trying to cross that bridge over to that way. But who knows? It was an amazing, it was an amazing uh podcast, like two hours. It was it was funny, humorous. I just I just recently watched it and I got up and I was like, Yo, I'm gonna go record my episode because Huh? Inspired, huh? Inspired. Um. But what the fuck going on, man? What the, what's going on out there in the world today? I don't really be keeping up no more with the with, uh, with news. Um, Twitter itself too. If something's not brought to my attention, if someone's not adding me on something, I don't really know what the fuck going on. I only know until the people start talking about it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what's going on with the Royals and Oprah I've been hearing everyone talking about that I guess this is something about Princess Diana I'm not too sure I don't want to mix up the interview or the quotes I don't know what's going on with that It's just funny to me The like, timing to me is funny for everything um, What else happened um This week mm, mm. Actually I actually wanted to speak about How this is really becoming Ready Player One. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that film or have you seen that film. I believe the director was Steven, Spiel, uh, Steven Spielberg, I believe, or Michael Pena. Steven, I think it's Steven Spielberg. Um, if you guys are familiar with that movie, then you know what it's about. And if you don't, if you haven't seen it, basically the movie is about of living in a virtual reality where... People have to go plug into their helmets, their VR, or whatever, and then you go into it, it puts you into a whole new, another realm and dimension. And it's like a live, it's like a live, um, a live version of The Sims, basically, where we're moving into this new space where, um, because of Corona and, and quarantining and lockdowns and shutting everything down and being doing everything behind a computer and more and more vis, more virtual experiences that are happening, um, it's prepping us, I believe, for this new world of not leaving the house, not not having the need to leave the house. Like imagine if um like imagine if your favorite artist started doing virtual tours. Like think about this, right? Imagine if your favorite artist, right? Let's, let's, let's use Kendrick Lamar, for an example. He's not, he's not my favorite artist, but let's say Kendrick Lamar, right, drops uh, or puts out an out, I mean uh, goes on tour, goes on a virtual tour. What if they start making it tour the same way that the same way before when the tour dates would go out, you know how the the when the when people were going when artists go on tour, they throw out their all their tour dates and people can, oh he's coming to LA, he's coming in here, he's coming there, he's coming there. Okay, so imagine they still did that, but but instead of like the locations, well, they still have, they still have the locations. So say, okay, let's say Kendrick did a a, a five-city virtual tour, right? So, so let's say he did Miami, L.A., uh, New York, um, uh, Dallas, San Francisco, right? Let's say he did those five cities. What if each each city obviously still has the same well you can keep you can keep a you can keep a fixed price. I don't think the price really matters. What if you have to pay, right? To get a certain link. What if each okay, I know I'm all over the place. Let's say Kendrick wants to go on a virtual tour, right? He has five cities. Let's say that they create five different stages and settings for the five dates, right? So so when they do perform the Miami virtual experience or whatever, it's, a, it's its own set, right? Its own backdrop, everything, very personal. But let's say they go, when they go to LA, it's a completely different set. And whoever's buying tickets for the virtual um, concert can only gain access to that link, and it's only one link and it should only be like one link per person type thing so you can't share a link with someone else so they can see it no 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 so if you're live in Miami you're only going to experience if you buy if you buy a ticket to go see Kendrick in Miami and or if you buy a ticket to see virtual uh, a virtual show and um from Kendrick in Miami then you log on you log into the your the stuff they give you blah, blah blah and then you watch Kendrick do the Miami show and then Kendrick goes to LA and then sets up a whole new stage and then The people in LA buy get their tickets and then they they all get they all receive a link, and you need a link and then to to go to to open it and view them and everything like that. I was thinking about that shit. I'm like, yo, that'd be pretty. I feel like that's I can see that being a thing now. And if you've seen Ready Player One, when you put the helmet on, while the VR shit, you know, there's, there's already VR everywhere. Um, when you put the VR, the goggles on and everything, you, you you go into this new dimension. So let's say you're home, right, chilling, in pajamas, naked, whatever the fuck you want to be. And you put on your helmet and everything like that, and eventually you you connect to your sim, your avatar, whatever. And then you're able to, um, then you go into this new world. And then everyone that's wearing their helmets and their VR shit is can see each other and experience it and everything together. What if you just go to the concert like that? And then... You're thinking you're at a fucking Kendrick Lamar concert, but you're really in your room butt-ass naked. But you have that illusion of, oh, people are all meeting up from here. Are, 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 people are coming in, people are coming. And, like, it's a dope idea, don't get me wrong, to kind of substitute, like, the real-life shit, but I see this new way of going to this technological um, Ready Player One type of era. And um, the reason I started thinking about this I was thinking about like, yo, like it'd be crazy. I can, I can see artists trying to figure, cause artists can't tour right now. So I'm, I'm realizing, I'm, I was trying to think, what would be a dope way to tour? And I forgot who said. It. I think someone said something about virtual streaming or something like that. I, I forgot who. I think it was Joe Budden. I'm not sure. I forgot who said something like that. But then it clicked for me, and I'm like, yo, why can't you do that? Now why can't you do a virtual tour? And that in each, in, in in every city that you're selling a link to, has a different show and a different experience. And maybe they get different merch. Maybe they get, uh, who knows? You know what, like, what, like let's, let's create it. Let's, let's, let's try to make something new. That, I was thinking about that because I was, I was trying, trying to figure out how we're going to get back to touring and all that shit, obviously without vaccines. And then, and then I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast the other day, and, the, and I started talking, well, I know, I, this is a thing right now, and they addressed it. I know Gary, the number guy, ha, has addressed it too. And, and while people are talking about this NFT shit, Right? And, uh... Damn, what does NFT stand for? It's like non-fungal... Non-fungal... Damn, I forgot what NFT stands for. NFT. Um... It's a non-fungible token. A non-fungible token is what an NFT is. And basically what I'm getting from this is that you get to own, um... You own um basically they're digital assets for digital art right so in that in that conversation they were talking about how you know memes uh music uh films um any type of digital content can uh have an n f t and basically the n f t is like a record of where the original came from and if it's been passed down or if people have bought it and wow it's the technology is pretty crazy because it's on a blockchain um technology as well. And overall the NFT shit sounds good. It sounds like amazing for creators. It sounds amazing for freelancers, for independent people. If it, it sounds amazing. Um because you're always gonna gain royalties on your on your content. So for example, let's say um let's say um let's say I go to fucking okay. I want to go to Jelitronica a long time ago in San Diego, right? Um, I still have a ticket. I still have a, my ticket from that show, right? Jelitronica Jail- has not done too many shows in his lifetime. Now, that show was probably not his last show, but since that show, he's probably only had like six shows after, right? So it's very rare to catch a Jay Electronica sighting in concert, live, whatever. I still have that ticket. I can NFT that ticket. I can get a digital asset for that ticket. And shit, maybe 20 years down the line, Someone's like, yo, I want I want that, I want that the, who got who got a J- T- San Diego ticket on this day, that da, da da like I need that ticket. Like the way it felt, like the way it was hologram, which is a different type of ticket. I'm not saying that's true, but let's just say, let's hypothetically speaking, let's just say like the ticket was so like magical and sparkly and like gold, whatever, right? Let's make let's make it up. Um eventually that's gonna be worth something because especially if concerts aren't a thing no more, you know, tangible items to have a digital asset on tangible items is crazy, but I see it moving more towards towards a Sims reality, Ready Player One reality. If we're already trying to get digital assets for our creations, that means that they really want everything to be on this cloud, on this online shit. They're trying to implement all this technology shit right away, and at the end of the day, it's like if we have no power... What the fuck we're going to do if we have no, um, well, maybe mostly, mostly just power, because what what you, you going to do? If you have no internet access, what you going to do? If you have no power access, what are you going to do? And to me, it's, it's, it's scarier. It's scarier to not have tangible uh, materials, ma- tangible possessions, so you can touch, feel, give away, barter, whatever. A digital shit is like, yo, if this all collapsed, you don't own any of that shit. And it's, it's and it's just funny that the nFT shit now coming now becoming big talks while you know Bitcoin's becoming a bigger talk as well and um, you know VR gaming is becoming a big thing and they're just building the infrastructure right now the, the infrastructure is being built for the new world for the ready player one environment and we're not ready for that shit. Like, we see shit getting worse out—well, I don't see shit getting worse outside, but according to politics and according to what's going on in politics, um, gas is going up. Well, gas is going up, but gas is going to continue to go, keep going up. Um, we're bombing countries already. Trump never bombed anybody the four years he was in there. Gas never went up. I, I don't even believe gas hit for, ever, ever hit $4 under a Trump administration. And to have gas almost be at $4— um, two months while Biden comes into office to bomb Syria already two months into office um, to go back on um, the stimulus checks two months into office. Like regardless if we've been told y'all, Trump has been told you guys, oh, Biden, we knew he was going to do that. Like You guys, re- whatever, regardless of all that. I, like, if you guys haven't seen Ready Player One, go watch it because you'll see how it is outside for them. Like their reality, their actual real reality is more like it's third world country shit. Uh, everyone's slaves, poor, they all work in the same, like, very communistic, socialist, like, Hitler-type thing, right? And the only escape would be to put this VR shit and go into this new world, and when you go into this world, you, you there's, a, there's this competition in there that if you beat it, you become a millionaire in the, in the real life, you know, crosses over, you able to prevail classes in the real life, social classes. So it's interesting, but I I feel like with all this happening at the same time, the NFT shit, Bitcoin shit, um, uh, virtual experiences, um, going Zoom, everything just being, everything just transferring to online, is iffy to me. It's kind of scary to me. And again, this NFT shit sounds amazing, like for creators. Like I'm I'm over here thinking like, yo, I got an NFT, Chris Bircy and shit, because yo, if, if I only do one season of Chris Bircy ever. And this is the only one that exists. Twenty years from now, and I, and all these guests that I have on here, like this shit gonna be worth something. I should fucking keep this shit. Why well, should I should get a digital asset for it? Because whenever that shit starts recirculating or people want it, I'm a, we're gonna eat off of it. And it's, even like the way they were breaking down, I don't know too much about the NFT shit. I don't, don't quote me really like that. Um, I would suggest you guys to go look into it more. But they were saying something along the facts that you forever get royalties off off your off the um, the asset. And if people are, if people, let's, let's, okay, let's say, okay, let's say that I I package, okay, let's say, this is a good idea. This is a good example. Let's say I did five podcasts, one with Joe Rogan, one with Alex Jones, one with Jordan Maxwell, one with Freeman Fly, one with Trump, fuck it. Let's say I did five, five podcasts with those five people, but let's say I didn't release them. To the DSPs, to the podcast f- platforms. What if I just get a NFT for that, for those five episodes, and I price them at 2800, right? 280, 280 bucks. Let's say I price them at 280. If you know why, 28 <coughs> wink, 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 motherfucking wink. Um, okay, let's say I price them at 280. And then let's say I only make it available to purchase to probably 50 people. Those fifty people have those five episodes of conspiracy that other people don't have any access to. Now, those people that bought it off of me, well, you know, obviously I get paid, but then if I ever do decide to throw these episodes out on the DSPs and platforms like that, it raises the value of this shit. It raises the value of um of the audio. But at the same time, if I NFT five episodes and only fifty people buy them, whoever buys those once once the value of those um, episodes go up, not only will I be making the money too from the royalties, but whoever ends up buying those episodes from those because eventually, okay, let's say those fifty people, you know, play the five episodes, they listen to them all, they're amazed, they love them, whatever. But let's say they want to sell them, but let's say they can sell them for. Let's say the initial price was two eighty. Let's say the next time it's doubled, and it's um, uh, what two eighty, two eighty plus two eighty is what? I don't know, four, five, something, five, six. I don't know, five something. That uh, like six hundred, probably. <laughs> that should bug me. Uh, two eighty times two, five sixty. Okay, so five hundred sixty. Okay, so let's say that the value goes up to five hundred sixty. They can then. Okay. say those 50 people with those with those five episodes sell sell their um their episodes to someone else for 560, right? Then it, it keeps raising the value of these episodes. But not only do I get paid the royalties now. The person that initially bought it from me too gets paid royalties. So the more they keep being sold, the more they keep being cycled. The more people keep investing into them, the royalties eventually will still trickle all the way down to me. But whoever has bought a piece of my art will get royalties as well. Like that's just genius. Like that's just fire. So I was, I was like, you know, hearing, I was looking into this NFT shit And I'm like, yo, like, yo, like, I know, I'm kind of, yeah, just, just, I kind of give, I give you guys a good example, but. Uh, so um, It's just I don't know where we're going I don't know where times are going I mean I have an idea of where times are going Maybe all the movies that we have seen Are predictive programming To uh, create that reality for them Because we, we're constantly we, we're, It's in our psyche It's in our psyche When we watch it And the, the power of thoughts And, and um, The power of thoughts Or the power of believing Is powerful And we manifest shit like that Right so that's why if we if we keep thinking we're gonna go to gulags. If we think we keep thinking we're going go to concentration camps. That's where the fuck we're gonna end up at because we're fucking believing it and we're making it, we're making it into reality. We gotta stop making that shit into reality. Fuck that. So this new Ready Player One type of environment is 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 is, is um being the is, like the head's at the headfront right now, and it's not even like anything right now. Right now they're just implementing the shit right. So like all the old people that don't know how to never use email that never been online had Facebook now they're being more forced to do things online. My grandma not too long ago um, she was signing up for a new apartment and uh, she had to get my mom to help her because they didn't want they couldn't do the paperwork in person they couldn't sign for the the lease or anything they had to be done electronically. My grandma don't have no fucking email my grandma don't shit about no email and I feel like they're forcing people to get on board and obviously. Older people are detached from a lot of technology, so they don't really care. But if you're not on, if you're not on technology, really, then you're not really tracked and being looked at. Like they don't they can't collect data from you if you're not really on these these devices or the internet or whatever. So to me, it's just very interesting this 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 new this new way this like all this shit is coming out right now. The fact that all this is becoming a thing, all this electronic shit, electronic shit, this tech, this new this new age tech shit, um. Like blockchain technology, um, uh, and the blockchain—the te- blockchain basically is what the NFTs are kept in to keep them secure and safe. And it's like a big record that will like never get lost. But when people are saying like, "Oh, they won't lose these records," they'll always know where it pinpoints to and where it goes to. Because I believe they're saying something like, "People in, in the art world have this right when they when the art gets appraised and it gets the, the certificate of of, of uh, authenticity, and then it gets passed it gets passed down, and then eventually you you have a record of." Everyone that's put their hands on this painting, that's that's, that's come across this painting and, uh, and has owned it at one point in time. So that's basically what you're doing, but with a digital asset. And that sounds cool and all, like we have somewhere to keep it and store it. In, but again, what happens when that shit goes down? You know, these paintings, you can touch them. They're there, you know, even like the logs and everything, they're official logs. They're tangible. You could take them with you as long as they're not ripped, stolen, I mean, burned, whatever. They're They're good. They're real, but when it comes to the, the digital shit, it's like with just with a switch, with just with one switch, this all shit can turn off. And what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? We're becoming so compliant to, we're becoming so compliant to the, te- the technology, right? To um, to uh, how do you say it? Uh, what's that word? It's so simple. Um, relying on these devices. We're relying so much on on our on technology nowadays. People don't care to remember. Um, people don't care to pay attention when they're driving somewhere to remember how they got there and get back because they know their phone's gonna do it for them. Um, people don't care to memorize numbers because they know the phone. And we're becoming so dependent. That's what I, that was what I was looking for. We're becoming so dependent of technology that it scares me to think that one day we're not we're not gonna know what to do because if this if this technology is taken from us. We have no clue how to fend, how to think, how to nothing. A lot of people have the devices think for them, speak for them, type, right for them, autocorrect for yo. So dependent of this machine. And at the same time, like right now, in my opinion, the phone is the is the virtual reality. The phone is the helmet. The phone is what you're putting over your head and and, and to go into that world. So when you go on your phone and you start looking at all these videos and shit like that, and then, you, and then you get off your phone, but then you go link up with people in real life, and you guys start talking about everything you've seen online, which world are you really living in? That virtual world or this real world? Yeah, you, you live in, technically you're living in them both, but your mind, your thinking process has been developed by the virtual world, and you're not aware of that. A lot of people are not aware of that shit. And I always try to challenge like people around me and like my friends and my cousins. You know, um, I always try to challenge people around me because the only way we think, the way we think, is because we've been programmed to think this way. Everything's been perverted. Everything's been fucked up to 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 uh make us be controlled by our flesh instead of our mind. We don't we don't we don't we get controlled by our flesh and our body, our temptations and everything like that. And we're powerful than that. We're more way way more powerful than that. The mind, the heart, the stomach, the gut you know we we it's, it's just sick out here it's just getting sick out here so i was just really intri- i was really intrigued by this N- nft shit and i'm going to look in more into it because i might have some shit up my sleeve shit shit if you fuck around but at the same time you know it could be like um some bs shit it, like and, and again like i said earlier and when any when any time anything becomes mainstream I start questioning it, and I, and every time we it starts becoming the talk, and and paper and articles are talking about it, and and platforms are talking about it. That means that someone that someone up in the higher spaces that the quote unquote they have taken control of this new uh, method and new idea, and now they're pushing it to the forefront because duh, we want people on this shit, but we want to control it too. We don't want y'all to control it, the people, so we can hop on board. I can totally understand that shit. And then, to top it off, right, Jay-Z announces his joint venture deal <coughs> with none other than Jack Dorsey. Wow. 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 The funny thing is that people really think Jack Dorsey is a good human being. And he's not. He's not. To me... Oh, Hove doing business with Jack Dorsey. Just more confirmation that he's part of them. They, whatever. You have the <coughs> sheesh. I have a little Rona tease for you guys. Um. But Jay-Z basically signs uh, signs a joint venture with um Tidal. The deal was for 9 297 million. Me, being into numbers, I add those up. 9 2 and 7 equals 18. 1 and 8 equals 9. 9 is a number of completion. Jay is done with Tidal. Jay has has completed his 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 business with like he don't need Tidal for, for nothing no more. Now, Jack Dorsey owns Square. And Cash App, I guess you know this is this is this is I'm gonna quote my source. This is from the Joe Budden podcast. I don't know. Um, they have said that I guess Cash Up, Cash App rec- records is on the way. I don't know how true that is or not. But if, Dr- if Jack Dorsey owns Cash App and Square and wants in on Title, kind of make kind of has me believing that he's gonna use Title. Who sign the artists or deals with them, but then the Cash App, I don't know, Cash App Records. Or maybe he's not signing them with Cash App Records and then strictly stream their stuff through title. It's a power move. Don't get me wrong, it's a big power move. But again, Jay-Z ain't for the people. And I need people to stop thinking that Jay-Z for the people. I'm still figuring out what the fuck he did for the NFL. Everyone was mad at the time. Everyone was like, yo, we gotta wait till the season's over to see what Hove does. The season, the season was over, guys. You guys didn't bring it up. You guys didn't bring shit back up. Why? Because that's your black king. I get it. I get it. I get it. But Hov, he didn't do shit. And every time, you know, like I seen the tweet. I seen the tweet go around. and said like, "Yo, Hov can really sell all those black people out." And we and we still will be talking about how the how how much of a good deal he made. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Like Jay Z ain't really for us. He's worried about him and his family as he should be. It ain't his fault that we fucking idolize him. And I say we because I include myself with the people. Hov is, you know, goat. When it comes to rapping, Hov, Hov, Jay-Z. Yeah, you got that, bro. You you got that. But it's just very questionable shit. Very questionable shit because title was supposed to be for, quote, unquote, black people, right? Or for the culture, for people. Don't, don't get robbed, none of that shit. Uh, and then you have, you know, people that say, you know, well, isn't that why you started a business? So you can sell it and, you know, make money off of it, da-da-da-da. Yes, 100%. But people were only going to title because of you, Hov, and now you're giving that same fucking money to the, you're making the white man run your shit now. It's just sick, like, yo, like, it's just sick out here, but that's the fucking game. It's business. It's It's all about money. It's all about money and, um... And Jay-Z just, he wanted a seat at the table. Bro got a seat at the table. Top-notch Freemason. Top boule puppet. Him and LeBron James, top boule in the game. In the fucking game. They're very good. They're very good at deceiving people. And, like, yo, the whole been quiet forever. And all of a sudden, the the um, the champagne deal comes out last week or whatever. Boom, sells half of it to Ace. Oh, he sells, he sells half of his Ace of Spades to fucking... Um, LV, LNHV or some shit like that, and then he does it with, this is with Jack, and then he just disappears again, and he's gone for the next five years until the next power move, and then we, and then we get deceived again by like, oh, hope Ho, this is for us. We'll see We'll see how this works out. We'll see how this Square trade and um, Twitter and cash app shit tie in together. We're going see we're going to see what happens with it. We're going to see who gets screwed. We're going to see what comes out about it. Is it a power move for sure?' It's it's a, for sure, it's a power move. It's a power move. I'm just I'm just in a way to see what's going what's gonna happen because who knows what's gonna happen, who knows what's gonna happen, hove. Um. So that that's like, and again, like Twitter Square Square app and Cash app and Title are all technology as well. Okay. We're going to a Ready Player One environment, guys. We're going to a Ready Player One environment. Close everything down, stay home, whatever. You guys wanna you guys wanna feel that feeling of interacting with people again? Put your motherfucking helmet on. Meet me at the meet me at the fucking little baby show on a on, uh, in um in this virtual Miami. <laughs> uh go watch Ready Player One, guys. Go watch Ready Player One if you haven't. I'm pretty sure a lot of quote unquote conspiracy people have watched it, blah 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 blah. But it's a very good movie. I really enjoyed it. I watched it too before I knew you know what the fuck really going on out here? Before I was able to connect certain dots, so I still I still enjoyed it at a at a, at a amateur level. But then when you rewatch it, you're like, sheesh, this is what we stepping into? It's exactly what's going on right here. It's exactly what's going on right here. We're the fucking Sims, guys. We're a simulation, and everything's an illusion. Everything's an illusion. And they know how the human mind works. They know how the human body works. They know how all that shit works. They know how to play us. They know, they know how to play us. And human beings, we're so gullible. And we're just so full of love and light that our initial, our initial thinking process isn't, oh, they're playing us. Oh, they're lying to us. Why would they lie to us? Like, they have my best interest. That's initially what we think because we're human beings and we're made of love and we have love within us so you give you 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 give everybody the benefit of the doubt but then you wake up and you realize oh shit we got we got to move differently think differently um but get ready ready player one i feel it i feel it Next 10, 20 years. Because this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning with all this shit. All this shit, man. They just figuring it out. It's only, we've only been like this for a year. They just figuring it out. They're not even they're not even close to figuring it out, but they figuring it out. And we're we just adapting. We're adapting and we're adapting and we're adapting. But what do I know? I'm just a conspiracy theorist. I don't know anything. I do not know one thing. Um, but before we get out of here, uh, that was a good episode. I, re- I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Uh, definitely have guests for you guys in the future. That's a that's a given. Hopefully it's a given to you guys. Um, but just don't be surprised when I give you guys solo episodes. Cause I'm a, cause if, yo I I'll, I'll, I'll stay giving you guys solo episodes, but I know I know a lot of you guys don't want to listen to me just talk by myself all every day every week. I mean once a week. I get that. Again, that's why I I know I say I don't care about my listeners. I know that. I know that. But at the same time, I try to make the experience for myself better. So me having conversations with me having guests on to have conversations with them makes the experience for me better and it makes me enjoy it more and I get super hyped and I get all excited and, and and I can't wait to put it out the episode. I love when I can't wait to put an episode out. Um but uh we're just gonna end the show like this. Hey Whoa. Yes I fuck with Drake Drizzy Hey
1: hey Lego yeah. I'm making a change today the liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was giving your chain away. That's kind of like giving your fame away. What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where like they just do. I busts a road that I've grown into. I ah. love you to death, but I told you the truth. I can't just be with you and only you.
0: Yeah, y'all not listening though. How many nights I've been woe, swervin' in potholes Not trying to fuck up the wheels on the road, okay
1: Funny how life goes, he thought he was sick, now he wiping his nose, okay Soon as you give him your soul, you blow up and they say you're selling your soul, okay
0: I mean, he said it As soon as you give up your soul, you blow up and they say you're selling your soul, okay I mean, they want my life exposed. They want to know about the highs and lows. I mean, Drake be telling us.
1: Well, summer, all I did was rest, okay. New Year's, all I did was stretch, okay. And Valentine's Day, I had sex, okay. We'll, we'll see what's about to happen next, okay. 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 We'll see what's about to
0: happen next, okay. Yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed the show. Uh, I had to end it with some Drake, and I just had to end it with some good vibes. i want to be... Yo, we're gonna really make conspiracy a hip hop conspiracy podcast. I promise you guys that we going we going up, we going up, we going up. I've been super inspired again lately um, to take this to the next level. I got a lot of shit in store. Um, I got hoodies coming. I got just stay tuned, please. Um, yeah. Hey, shout out. Ayo. I don't know who it was, but someone, someone, someone on my, someone was in my comments and they were and they were saying shit like I didn't even know people listen to Drake boy boy i don't know what reality you well you obviously you know you in your own reality i'll save that but yo drake run this shit bro i fucks with drake i don't care if he they part of they them whatever the fuck drake can be i don't give a fuck i'm here for the music that boy can rap that song was called what's next by drake and yo what if it's a subliminal message Following Ringmaster Raw on Twitter, another person from GG33 Community, he breaks down how songs out on the build, top Billboard 100 or whatever, it's really all like ritualistic shit just to like program the masses and everything. So the fact that Drake comes out with this What's Next song, what if it's like the ritualistic song to What's Next? I just told you what I think is next. Ready Player One. So it's interesting. It's interesting how they use these artists and these and these people to start setting up, you know, the pieces for them but yeah he gave us a three pack and can rap all right regardless of this song i had it before it came out but (laughs) oh man i'm about to get out of here though i hope you guys really enjoyed this episode i hope you guys enjoyed the ones with just me on it as much as you do the one with the guest and if you don't fuck you hope you enjoyed have a blessed day have a blessed evening have a blessed night i'll see you guys next week i'm out of here chris Piracy. okay Grab your folders in your bags and the End of class good looking Chris X mat. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See your bright and the next show. And... Grab your folders in your bags and stuff. End of class good looking Chris X mat. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See your bright and the next show. And...